Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. An ISIS-K attack. Explosion outside the airport in Kabul. Four U.S. Marines killed. We're operating in a hostile environment, now controlled by the Taliban, to Americans in Kabul, urging them to leave the country. The objective here, we don't leave people behind. From the aircraft to the drones to weaponry. The weapons that they've taken from America. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and Welcome in. It's a sad, sad day uh, for our country. And I know there have been days in the past where we have lost more members of our military in one day than this. But this did not have to happen. Right now, the latest figures are there are 11 Marines and one Navy medic that have lost their lives. The... uh, there was a bomb that went off. They said it was a suicide bomb. The, the people in charge in D.C., the uh, CENTCOM commander, is saying that it was an ISIS suicide attack. And uh, there's other reports out that ISIS and the Taliban are enemies. But the bottom line is the enemy of my enemy is my friend. They might be enemies, but they both hate us. So therefore, uh, you know, how how do you know what is going on? Uh, This administration cannot get their story straight. They are totally incompetent. Uh, This did not have to happen. Unfortunately, we don't know where these Marines were from. We do know there are a lot of Camp Lejeune Marines over in Afghanistan right now, over with the troops that are at the airport. We don't know, again, the ones that lost their lives, that has not been verified. I've been in touch with um, the office of Greg Murphy. In fact, uh, we're going to be in contact with Greg Murphy in just a few minutes. Um, This is a a dark day. Mm. This is a dark day for America, and uh, it is a sad day. Uh, This did not have to happen. Incompetence, whether, you know, I'm frankly, I'm sick and tired of blaming what could be considered almost treasonous behavior on incompetence. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of doing that. I'm tired of. I mean, that, that is almost an excuse right now for this administration. And, and I, if I hear one more person in this administration, whether it's 
the president or the vice president or the mocking Jin Saki laughing or belittling people that are asking legitimate questions uh, it, it is uh, it's it's this is beyond the pale it is and it's, it seems that uh, you know president biden is well documented now from several sources in washington president biden's to ramp up the uh, the, the time frame of us leaving Afghanistan purely for political reasons, for the anniversary of 9-11, his decision uh, just a few weeks ago to collapse security around the airport, you know, this airport is just not defensible. I mean, there's been, you know, defense experts for weeks say that it's not defensible, and it's, uh, and it's proven that. Uh, to, earlier today when General McKenzie uh, Marine, uh, four-star general Marine that was once based in Camp Lejeune, um, said earlier today that, uh, you know, they've been sharing intelligence with the Taliban, and, you know, we've been fighting the Taliban for 20 years in this region. Well, the, the intelligence, amongst other things, that they've been sharing with the Taliban, according to Politico, and this is coming from uh, McKenzie, what he told reporters earlier today, that U.S. officials have shared intelligence with Taliban officials identifying Americans that are still in Afghanistan. Now, we don't have the information of whether they just gave them the names or if they gave them the names and the locations. But this is like handing the names of people that the mafia want to hit and giving them the locations and their names. This is unbelievable that this administration is handing over to our enemies. It's bad enough that they're not getting them out, but now they're handing over the information to the enemy of what Americans remain in Afghanistan? And as far as I, I would not be surprised if they gave them their names, their ages, their locations, their addresses. Did you give them, uh, well, you've already given them $85 billion worth of armament. This is, again, it just blows my mind. It is, you can't blame it on stupidity. You've got to come to the conclusion that these people want to do everything they can possibly do to destroy the United States of America. And it's, it's, it's about time that Americans rose up and let their voices be heard loudly and in person. I, you know, there's calls now for uh, marches on, on D.C., peaceful marches on D.C. Um, you know, and here's the, here's the other question. At what point, at what point in the military do you disobey an un- unlawful order? And, and and I I'm I'm just asking that question. I because I don't know whether these are unlawful orders or not. They're immoral or orders. Do therefore and look the, the idea that we're going to leave Americans behind? The idea that we're not going to defend our people? Uh this is interesting. Now this is the Wall Street Journal reported. The headlines is basically screw Biden. CIA and U.S. troops are conducting rescue operations to evict, uh, uh, um, evacuate stranded Americans. 
I mean, in, in essence, they are disobeying what they consider unlawful orders. This, this is the only good news I've heard all day. The Central Intelligence Agency and the U.S. military conducting extraction operations to evacuate Americans using helicopters and ground troops as the window begins to close for rescuing all people in, in, in risk in Afghanistan. The CIA has launched um, operations to rescue Americans in and outside Cabal in recent days, according to the U.S. and other officials. Uh, the missions are using American military helicopters, but under the operation and control of the CIA, a typical arrangement in such operations. Uh, the only thing I can say is the only good news about this is their they're people on the ground are saying, what in the world? They're probably saying something a little bit more colorful than that. Well, I'll keep this PG. What in the world are these orders from Washington, D.C.? We are not going to leave these people behind. Uh, and I, I would not be surprised with the arrogance of those people that are currently in this administration. I would not be surprised if they bring charges against these people if they're disobeying orders. Well, I, I can the Marines that I've known uh, and continue to know, um, they 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 would abandon an order to not leave their guys behind. I, I, okay. By the way, we uh, came on today at five o'clock because of what is going on in the news. Joe Biden. Is supposed was supposed to address um, the uh, American people at five o'clock. It's now almost ten after five. No big surprise there. Uh, he rarely comes uh, to the podium on time. They've got to rehearse him several times over with the teleprompter before they'll do that. Um, by the way, it was interesting to note um, our president did not, um, has not yet. I mean, so this, this attack happened, what, five, six, seven hours ago? He has yet to address anybody. The State Department... Actually, it's been longer than that. Um, I think the first one was, was before lunch, was it? Yeah. The, yeah. the State Department has gone into hiding. They basically said no briefings today. However... Joe did say, Joe did come out with a statement saying, today we celebrate Women's Equality Day. A reminder not only for the progress of women that have won through the years, but the important work that remains to be done. How about the women over in Afghanistan, Joe? You horses, I won't say it. You know, and and the thing about it is, it just tells you you how tone deaf his staff is because... You know, Joe, Joe Biden didn't have anything to do with that. Joe, Joe Biden can't keep a thought in his head. Yeah. That, that's his staff yep. thinking at a time of what's going on in the world right now. That that's and a it's, good it's, time it's, to it's, do it's that. It's not like they're saying it off the cuff. I mean, I understand if you're saying things off the cuff, you might say something that, well, it just came to my mind. Th- th- these are prepared statements. For example, for example— Today's Thursday. What do we usually do on Thursday? We play political trivia. I have no desire to play political trivia today. This is such a somber, solemn day. We're going to skip it. You know, I guess it's called sensitivity. But the, but these, I'm not going to call them what I want to call them. These individuals in the Biden administration, they they are so fixated on their socialist crap on their critical race theory, on their social justice, on the transgender garbage. They are so fixated on shoving their agenda, the New Green Deal, 
all this crap down our throats. It's time for Americans to stand up and say, enough is enough. Yeah, and how about today? Um, I mean, I hadn't heard anything yet, but when I last looked, Nancy Pelosi, mum, nothing today. She's supposed to be, you know, um, Speaker of the House, number one in charge in Congress, and nothing other than, you know, pushing her liberal political spending agenda. Uh, when something like this is happening, you know, earlier today when uh, General McKenzie was on, uh, you know, he was asked a couple of questions. Do you trust the Taliban? And he honestly, he didn't answer it. And I don't see how he could answer it. But, you you know, in the last two weeks, um, it's well documented. The Taliban released the most dangerous terrorists in the world. And I mean, th- you could kind of predict this. I- I'm just surprised it's, it's took this long, to be honest with you. Representative Doug Collins tweeted, quote, We made it clear to the Taliban that any attack, any attack on our forces or disruption of our operations at the airport will be met with swift and forceful response. That was Joe Biden from just a week ago. Doug Collins says, Joe, we're waiting. Mr. President, it's your move. By the way, do you have uh, cut one, the... uh, Joe Biden, yeah, okay. This is this is Joe Biden just a week ago with Stuffy Stephanopoulos. George Stephanopoulos was interviewing the president just a week ago. Joe Biden said this. Still a lot of pandemonium outside the airport. Well, there is, but look, but no one's being killed right now. God forgive me for if I'm wrong about that, but no one's being killed right now. Right now. Yeah. No one's being killed right, right now. now. Like that's your that's your that's your that's your measure of success yeah. right now. How about you make decisions that will preempt that? Um, earlier today, when uh, the CENTCOM command in the Pentagon, um, General McKenzie also said made the statement they were really concerned about. Some no, serious- no, no, no. Let's, let's not go to break. I'm just, I'm trying to give you. A, a, this is going to be an interesting program because we're flying on the cuff here, folks. Go ahead and get uh, Congressman Murphy on the phone. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, Brian. No, I just said he was saying earlier today, I mean, they, they have active intelligence that they're really concerned about a large truck bomb. So, I mean, this is, this is, uh, these events are, I mean, I don't, I think the night is going to be a long night over in Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, we, we can only hope that we're having more sensible pro-American decisions made on the ground in Afghanistan by our military. And um, we've been in touch with uh, Congressman Greg Murphy, and uh, he is on his way back to the district from D.C. as we speak, and he has agreed to uh, come on with us. Uh, Congressman Murphy, thanks so much for taking the time. We know you're on your way back to uh, the district from D.C. Uh, As you and I talked earlier, just a, a sad, horrific day for the United States. Tom, uh, honestly, I'm mad as hell. I'm mad as hell. But not only now we have the loss of American lives, but this was done. This this decision, 100 percent, was made for political posturing by Joe Biden to try to get things done by September 11th so he could celebrate September 11th, despite despite the warnings that were given to him by military personnel, by State Department personnel and you know, I hate to say this on any individual, but the blood of these 12 
soldiers are on his hands yeah. and will be from now on until every American is back on friendly soil. Any new news uh, coming into your office uh, about what's going on on the ground? And, you know, we, we mentioned at the top of the program, we know that there are a number of um, soldiers from Camp Lejeune over in Afghanistan. But at this point, we don't really know any identities of those who lost their lives. Right. Correct. We don't have any confirmation of that. I will tell you, uh, Tom, that uh, my office has been uh, working on many, many cases. Yesterday, the count was just with one particular staffer at 47 to try to get folks into the airport and out of the country. I will tell you there are veterans groups that are working outside uh, the chain of command that are using all resources available, satellite imagery, et cetera, to try to get people around uh, Taliban checkpoints for those who are translators try to get other Americans through Taliban checkpoints to try to get them onto the airport and out of the country by any means possible. At what point do, uh, and I would have to think that there have got to be at least a handful of Democrats in the House that feel pretty much what you feel right now. I, I, I don't expect the majority of them, but enough that perhaps a majority of House members would rise up and say enough is enough. And the problem is, as you mentioned to me on the phone earlier, we get rid of Joe Biden and look who's in the wings. Yeah, we have many folks that are calling for impeachment. And believe me, I'd be first in line to do that. There are a couple practical matters. Number one is Pelosi, who has yet to make a comment upon this all day long. She's been tweeting about other issues on Twitter feed, has nothing to say about what's happened today. I mean, talk about failure and dereliction of duty. But number one, she would not bring that to the floor. She's the majority. They're in the majority party. Number two is, in my opinion, Kamala Harris is worse. She is worse than what we have with Joe Biden, if that is possible. So we are, uh, you know, honestly, uh, in some ways, uh, we talk about this. This could be a constitutional crisis because the two people and then the number third person in line are, in my opinion, totally incompetent and incapable of directing this nation. However, that all said, our number one thing right now is to get our Americans out and get them on friendly soil. Isn't it amazing, though, that you've got these veteran groups that seem to be more productive than the Biden administration? Well, Tom, reasons which is also beyond my comprehension is that why, if if France and, and Britain could have operatives that are getting their people out, why are the, is the U.S. not doing that? I just, I don't get that. I don't understand the reason for that. And now the gate's been shut. ISIS is out there. Al-Qaeda's out there. And if you don't think the Taliban is cooperating and working with them, then you're fooled. You're fooled. They had to get through these gates somehow. Well, to that end, the Wall Street Journal is reporting, I don't know if you saw this or not, it came out last night, but the Wall Street Journal is reporting that the CIA and some U.S. military are basically saying, screw Joe Biden, we're going to go, get, go out and get Americans. They're using helicopters, and they're, they're going out from the airport and trying to uh, get a hold of uh, these American citizens and uh, Afghans that have helped uh, America in the past. And they, they basically said, screw Joe Biden, we're going to go out anyway. Do you, can you confirm that? Uh, I can't confirm that, but I, I hope that's true. Yeah. I hope that's true. This guy... Uh, is, uh, you know, he's, he's, in my opinion, this is the greatest 
most most catastrophic decision made by a president in this nation's history. Uh, Congressman Murphy, this is Benny. Um, From from reports I've read, the 24th Marine Expeditionary Unit out of Camp Lejeune is in Kabul. Do do you have an idea of the number of troops there, of how many are from Camp Lejeune that's there? I think it's it's 6,000 total troops is the last number, or 7,000? 6,000 total troops, but, you know, Biden started the drawdown yesterday. Yeah. So they're they're fewer than that now. You know, my greatest, uh, you know, concern is that uh, our Marines were those who... uh, who were tragically killed. Um, I pray that's not the case. I wish we could say no one was hurt. But to have those from our, our backyard is doubly painful. Mm. And, um, you know, that we've not had any confirmed reports. We've been trying to find out definite information. But we don't have any confirmed reports about uh, who it is that's been uh, tragically killed. Fox News was, was reporting earlier today, I believe it was 11 Marines and one Navy corpsman, I believe, is the, of the... T- 12 total, I believe that's what Fox News reported earlier today. Yeah, I don't know that we can confirm that they were Marines, Mm -hmm. despite that's what we've been trying to get confirmation. And I have two Marines working for me in the D.C. office, and we have yet to get true confirmation from that. Okay. There's another report out today, too, which we were talking about earlier, which is just unbelievable, Congressman Murphy, and that is Politico is reporting that U.S. officials are sharing intelligence with Taliban officials, including identifying Americans that are left behind in Afghanistan. This is just be unbelievable that you would share this well, kind it, of information. It's the fact that just shows that we've capitulated to the Taliban. Yeah, it shows that this administration has capitulated capitulated to the Taliban, and that we're having to re- rely on our sworn enemies to try to get our own people out. Um, and you know, I, I hate to say this. But it's, I live in the real world. It's probably a matter of time until the Taliban sells high-priority American targets to ISIS or al-Qaeda. And we see, uh, we see some things that and no American should, uh, should ever see. I pray that doesn't happen, and I don't mean it to be a hyperbole, but um, this is just an unconscionable situation that this president has put this country in. Do you know of um, anything that is being done to uh, get someone with some competence? And and again, I, I, I was saying earlier in the program, Congressman, that frankly, I'm tired of using the excuse of incompetence or senility on which could be called almost treasonous actions by this administration— I'm tired of I'm tired of giving them the way out by saying they're incompetent. But do you know if there's anything going on further up, you know, high up on the ladder to override these asinine, terrible, horrible decisions that are being made? Well, you know, the, the, the sad thing is, Tom, they've circled the wagon. Um, they're hiding behind the White House. They're hiding behind other things. Here's this, the very, very sad thing. There are so many levels of what I feel are incompetent if we had such our information so wrong. You know, somebody uh, at the top, and I'll go out on uh, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Milley, when he was worried too much about wokeism and all this <laughs> other stuff. Why the hell did we not get our intelligence right when the Taliban just raced across the country? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, you know, I, I, uh, I really don't have much for that, and I, I think there need to be some resignations immediately. The problem is, Biden resigns, 
Kamala Harris, who, in my opinion, is worse than Biden, yeah. assumes the presidency of the United States. Well, you get rid of those two, and you got Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> right. That's why I say it's a constitutional um, crisis. Had, Congressman Murphy, have you seen where is the vice president? Is she still in Singapore or Vietnam or is on the way back? I don't know. Last I heard, she was canceling her trip to California to campaign for Newsom. So uh, apparently somebody said that might not be good optics. Mm. All right. Uh, I just, uh, you know, this is, uh, I'm mad as hell to be very honest with you, Tom. Uh, You know, all these calls for impeachment, I wish. That's not going to change something. That's not going to change us getting Americans out of of Afghanistan today. That's our number one priority. I don't think Biden survives this. And I fear that that Harris, who's right behind him, is going to be even worse for this country. Yeah, no, I I can't disagree with that. I uh, it's we are between a terrible rock and a hard place. And and as you and I talked earlier today, I mean this is this is a call a for people to stand up and be heard, and b to fall on their knees and pray hard. I mean it is it is, you know, sometimes I think the Lord puts humanity in a position that the only thing we have left is to turn to him and right now in the united states and for these people left behind in afghanistan uh you're right we're in a constitutional crisis and uh, we need to ask the lord for grace and mercy to bring our people home yeah and 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 most important today um i think we need to say a special prayer of strength for the families that maybe now yeah. or in a, in a little while will be getting the knock on the door yeah. that they've lost a loved one and i thank god i've never experienced that but i've got friends that have and it's just i i i can only thank for them tonight yeah uh congressman uh-huh. murphy thank you so much for checking in and uh I, i'm sure we're gonna come back to you and be Just requesting uh more information as you get it Thank you, Congressman. Good in Kabul. Thank you. Okay, uh, let's switch now. Uh, uh, this is Joe Biden just now taking to the podium. That we've been talking about, I'm worried about, that the intelligence community has assessed, uh, has undertaken an attack by a group known as ISIS-K. <clears throat> Took the lives of American service members standing guard at the airport wounded several others seriously. He had also wounded a number of civilians, and civilians were killed as well. I've been engaged all day in constant contact with the military commanders here in Washington and the Pentagon, as well as in Afghanistan and uh, Doha. And uh, my commanders here in Washington in the field have been on this with great detail, and you've had a chance to speak to some so far. The situation on the ground is still evolving, and I'm constantly being updated. <clears throat> These American service members who gave their lives, it's an overused word, but it's totally appropriate here, were heroes. Heroes who have been engaged in a dangerous, selfless mission to save the lives of others. They're a part of an airlift, an evacuation effort unlike any scene in history, with more than 100,000 American citizens, American partners, Afghans who helped us, and others taking the safety 
in the last 11 days. Just in the last 12 hours or so, another 7,000 have gotten out. They were part of the bravest, most capable, the most selfless military on the face of the earth. And they're part of simply what I call the backbone of America. They're the spine of America, the best the country has to offer. Jill and I, our hearts ache, like I'm sure all of you do as well, for all those Afghan families who lost loved ones, including small children, or been wounded in this vicious attack. And we're outraged as well as heartbroken. <clears throat> Being the father of an Army major who served for a year in Iraq and before that was in Kosovo as a U.S. attorney for the better part of six months in the middle of a war. When he came home after a year in, a, in Iraq, he was diagnosed, like many, many coming home, with an aggressive and lethal cancer of the brain. We lost. We have some sense, like many of you do, what the families of these brave heroes are feeling today. You get this feeling like you're being sucked into a black hole in the middle of your chest. There's no way out. My heart aches for you. But I know this. We have a continuing obligation, <clears throat> a sacred obligation to all of you, the families of those heroes. That obligation is not temporary. It lasts forever. The lives we lost today were lives given in the service of liberty, the service of security, and the service of others. In the service of America. Okay. This is uh, Joe Biden at his... Like uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. President. Uh, th this is, uh, again, grandstanding. Look, I, I agree that our military are heroes, but for you to go on there and, and try to conceal your guilt and, def and deflect your guilt by saying, oh, these are our backbone. These are our heroes. And then... To make you the victim by bringing in Bo's death. I'm sorry you lost your son to cancer, Mr. President. But for you to come in and, and suddenly, oh, and you know, I know how you feel because I lost one. Too. I'm sorry. It, it, it is. Could you get to the microphone and said, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I screwed up. But I'm going to do something about it. I mean, really, we're going we're gonna to double down. I, I've So far, I've let... The Taliban tell us what's going on. I'm going to tell the Taliban right now, you get your fannies out of that airport area, allow our people to get in there, or we're going to come back in and start fighting. We're going to, we're going to take our people by force. And look, it's not going to be like before. Well, listen, here, here you go. The difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. You got that other clip ready to go? This is Donald Trump. This mission was extraordinary. Yeah, t t turn that guy down. <laughs> this is Donald Trump from July 5th, 2020, when he was talking about the Taliban. We just signed an agreement that puts us in a position to get it done, bring us down to in the vicinity of 8,000 troops. 
The United Nations was uh, informed of everything. And NATO has been uh, great. Secretary Stoltenberg has been fantastic. And we'll be very much hoping that they will be doing what they say they're going to be doing. They will be killing terrorists. They will be killing some very bad people. They will keep that fight going. We've had tremendous success in Afghanistan in the killing of terrorists, but it's time after all these years to go and to bring our people back home. We want to bring our people back home. I really believe the Taliban wants to do something to show that we're not all wasting time. If bad things happen, we'll go back. I let the people know we'll go back and we'll go back so fast and we'll go back with a force like nobody's ever seen. And I don't think that will be necessary. I hope it's not necessary. Today's release of the joint declaration between the Islamic Republic of Afghanistan and the United States marks a pivotal moment in the peace process. Our declaration acknowledges the deep bond shared by Afghan and U.S. forces and reflects our commitment to working together to achieve a sustainable, negotiated agreement that ends the war for the benefit of all Afghans. If the Taliban uphold the agreement, the United States will begin a conditions-based, and I repeat, conditions-based, reduction in forces. That second voice you heard was uh, Secretary of Defense Mark Esper, who was Donald Trump's Secretary of Defense when he was uh, made that announcement back in July of 2020. Point being, uh, one, Donald Trump wouldn't have put up with this crap. No. The second thing being is, and he said, uh, the, the withdrawal was conditional. He made that very clear. And he also made it clear, if you get out of line, we're going to bomb the you-know-what out of you. But for Joe Biden to come out and say, well, I had to do it because Donald Trump said he was going to start it and he was going to get out and I just had to do it. And that is, that is a load of crap. Donald Trump made it very clear. Mm-hmm. You pull this kind of stuff and <laughs> you're going to be sorry you did. I, you know, I guess I'm not surprised. I, I should be surprised, but I guess I'm not that immediately he comes out and he puts the focus on him. Puts the, and, you know, Bo Biden, from everything I read, was a good person. I thank him for his service. Yeah, and I'm sorry he lost your son. That's a terrible, sad thing. But, but, to, but to put the focus on him and him yes. playing the victim, it's just amazing to me. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and frankly, to me— he knows he is guilty as sin, and so he's trying to justify himself. We've got to take a break. We're way overdue. Uh, it's going to be a long break, but uh, go grab yourself a Coca-Cola, and we'll be right back. Back to News and Views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Well, the president, uh, believe it or not, is taking questions, and uh, I'm, although I'm quite confident I'm quite confident that they were hand-picked reporters that they're calling on, and the uh, questions had to be submitted ahead of time so they could put them up on the teleprompter so Joe would know what to say. Uh, as Benny said during the break, yeah, I'm, you're not going to hear a question. You're not going to hear Peter Ducey being uh, said, yes, well, let's take a question from Peter Ducey. That isn't going to happen. But as he answers one of the questions, he said, as his preamble, as you know, we inherited a terrible situation. (laughs) 
You know, there's an article in one of these uh, pile of stories I've got here. The last military person that was killed over in Afghanistan was February of 2020, 18 mm-hmm. months ago, up till today, 18 months ago. So you did not inherit a terrible situation, Mr. President. You inherited a very, very stable situation. You inherited a stable situation at the border. You inherited a stable situation in Afghanistan. But you have made a total train wreck of both those situations. Uh, he can make chicken, well, out of chicken salad, that's for sure. 561, <laughs> well, I ain't eating it. 561-8255. Gary has been very patient waiting in Greenville. Hey, Gary, thanks for waiting, and thanks for coming on with us. Hey, Gary. Hey, Tom. Hey, Benny. Good afternoon to you guys. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Uh, I also thank you for uh, cutting off Biden a little while ago. I've been listening for about 20 minutes, and I was about ready to hang the phone up. So I don't <laughs> want to hear a thing that man has to say, I'll yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. But my main comment was that this situation is so bad, and anybody that voted for this man, anybody that thought he was going to be better than Trump because they didn't like his tweets or stuff, the blood of these 12 beautiful American people that lost their lives today Thank is you. on the uh, Biden administration and is also on the 800 million or however they said voted for him is on their hands because Trump warned us of this stuff and it's on their hands. This did not have to happen. And I guarantee you, if Trump was in office, like Benny said earlier, this would not have happened. No. So I'm I'm ashamed to be an American today. I'm 61 years old. I, I remember Vietnam. I remember the stuff back then. And this this is just above and beyond the call of anything terrible that this country is having to go through now. And, and the State Department is, is as much to be blamed because Glenn Beck has had a thing trying to get people out. He raised $30 million to take people out out of private money. I think they raised $22 yet, million in just 24 is, hours. Yeah, that's quick. Yeah, yeah. They, they're blocking him from taking planes off, taking them to other countries who will accept them. The State Department is denying that. That's what I'm saying. When you see things like that, You've got to come to the conclusion that the results you're seeing today is what the Biden administration wants. Yep. Is, is Vladimir Putin the head of the State Department now? I mean, because I, I cannot fathom the fact that our government is denying people from getting out of there. Wow. This is unbelievable. And again, these 12 beautiful people that lost their lives today is on the, the Biden administration. And the hands of the people that voted for Biden, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm upset. I'm, uh, well, I'm I can hear it in your mad. voice, and rightly so. And, it, yeah, it was 80, well, they're saying it was 80 million. I, again, I do not look at this president as legitimately elected. I don't even call him the president. Oh. I don't even call him, but he's the guy that's occupying the White House. Other than that, he makes Jimmy Carter look like a George Washington. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. that's, that's yeah. the bottom line. Well, and I appreciate y'all taking my thank call. You, thank, thank you, so Gary. Much. thank you, Gary. I listen to you every day. Y'all, great. We well, appreciate show. it. You're very kind. So, anyway, you know, thank you. It, it is it is so frustrating too that if if you get up and you express yourself and you express your disappointment, and, and listen, I I don't agree with everything that happened on January 6, but that was a clear uh, expression of the frustration that many Americans felt. 
the ones that attended the Trump rally, again, I think I think folks went too far when they broke into the Capitol and they were tearing up the, the building. But it was also a sign of frustration. And when you come out and you express yourself in such a way and you're labeled a racist, a xenophobe, a terrorist, an enemy of the state, you need to be silenced. Well, well think about this. The January 6th, uh, just last week, the FBI's report basically said there was no you know, coordinated insurrection. But think about the amount of time that Adam Schiff and Nancy yep. Pelosi, Adam Schiff is um, what he is the uh, security uh, chairman. Is that the name of the committee? Anyway, but yeah, he's been, yeah, I think he's been right. wasting this time for political purposes when he might need to be holding accountable his president and the administration for what in the heck is going on in Afghanistan. That ain't going to happen. Five six one eight two five five. We still have Charlie with us. Charlie from Wilson. Can you hear me? Hey, yes. Who am I speaking to? Is this Charlie? Is this Charlie? It, it, it is. Hey, Charlie. Thanks for joining us. Uh, no problem. Just uh, two quick points, um, and, and I guess I'm appealing to the critical thinking thinkers out there. Um, you know. He's so quick to say, well, Trump did this, and so I have to follow through. Let's not forget that he signed a ton of executive orders to <laughs> open up the borders, Bingo. shut down the gas line yeah. on yeah. his first day of office. So now, I mean, anybody that would believe that would be like an imbecile. Yeah, yeah. And, and the second point, I just urge everybody to, to kind of pay attention to what I call the distractions. I mean, granted, I know terrorists don't exactly um, – always think rationally but you know if i knew that i was going to get a country in five days um and all i had to do is just let them get the, the folks out and you were going to get all these resources like why is this going on i mean is could there be other powers to be iran china behind this and what is the bigger picture i mean now all of a sudden opec is staying up we're we're going to go back up on prices and you know, or, or is, there, is this a distraction for something bigger? I don't know. Well, I think it's, it is very, very obvious that the uh, Biden crime syndicate has uh, made a lot of money from foreign countries. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you're questioning uh, is everything on the up and up uh, out of order at all. I think that's a perfectly legitimate question. I don't have an answer for you that I can say with all, uh, all confidence, but— uh, the 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 Hunter Biden alone and uh, the money that he has raked. It. Listen, I think at the end of the day, money is what really is moving many of these people on the left. Correct. Whether it is money coming from other countries or just their inside deals, but uh, listen, there there is not too many of them that retire from the uh, their positions as congressmen or women or senators. Uh, that, you know, have to go back and uh, get a job pumping gas or working at Walmart. Uh, I mean, they, they retire usually quite well. But, I, you know, again, if there's uh, – this is exhibit A for why we need term limits. I mean, we, we just – this is not a citizenry government at all, and we need to get back to that. Unbelievable. Guess what? Guess what? Joe Biden's taking a question from Peter Ducey as we Is speak. he really? Yeah, he sure is. Wow. I'd like to hear mm -hmm. that. Um, by the way, among other things, Joe Biden pledged to take action against ISIS-K militants and uh, said, um, I'm, I'm sure they're shaking in their boots, uh, 
He <laughs> condemned the vicious ISIS attacks in Cabal. He said, we will hunt you down and make you pay. Yeah. We all exactly how are you going to do that without sitting well, in we got to take one more break, don't we? Uh, we'll take a break. We've got a, more phone calls. We'll get to them as quick as we can. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The news and Views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. So we're trying to do a lot of juggling here and uh, monitoring the uh, press conference that Joe Biden is holding. Believe it or not, Peter Ducey did have an opportunity to ask a question. And I think we're sort of putting together the question based on, because we didn't hear it, but based on the answer, I think Ducey asked how is it that under Donald Trump, something that we said earlier in the program, that no American military had lost their lives in Afghanistan from February 2020 up till today, and Joe Biden, it sounded like, was challenging him on that. Do you know that's for sure? And mm-hmm. and uh, anyway, Peter Ducey hung in there with him. But at one point, Joe Biden lowers his head and puts his head on the podium, bows his head down as if he's totally exasperated. But then he turns around and he says, well, the reason why we didn't lose, the, why Donald Trump didn't lose anyone was because he promised to be out of there by May 1st. <laughs> um, well, if that was the case, you promised to be out of there by, October, uh, by August 31st. Uh, you're losing people. Uh, that that, that is, just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, nothing he says computes. But uh, he said he had to go to another meeting, so he's uh, heading out. But uh, it, it, I, you probably want to watch Fox News tonight because I think that will probably will make the news. Um, it's it is uh, Joe Biden shuffles out of the uh, East Room or wherever he held that press conference, and uh, well, you know, earlier when we had Greg Murphy on, uh, he repeated something basically I said minutes earlier. He said this all comes down to Joe Biden's decision against the advice of his military advisors yes, yes. of removing people and removing the security around the airport. Yep. Um, because this is it's just not a defensible position. Uh, you can look at it. I've, I don't think you can find it now, but I looked at it uh, previously before this happened. I mean, you could kind of drill in and see see that this there's no way you can defend this airport. The answer to Peter Ducey's question was because Donald Trump positioned himself from a position of strength, which terrorists understand a position of strength. Joe Biden positions himself from a position of weakness. Terrorists, jihadists, Muslims, look at that as weakness. They look at that as easy prey. These these liberals that think if I just play the part of Mr. Nice Guy, they will too, and we'll have a kumbaya fest. They look at that and they laugh. They look at that and they say, "This is easy prey. This is a this is an easy meal. We'll take these people down." You know what, Lord Jesus. Please, please, please protect our men and women over there in Afghanistan, our military, the Americans that uh, need to be evacuated, those Afghanis that have helped us, that want to get out of there. Lord, we need a miracle. We need a miracle. And we come to you and ask for your, uh, your grace, your mercy, and your power. Uh, may this be a testimony to who you are. Father, we admit we are a sinful people. We ask for your grace and mercy. We pray in Christ's name. 
Amen. We'll see you tomorrow, 5 o'clock. Bye-bye, everybody. All right.